to the Dirty Little Book Club podcast. I'm Molly. And I'm Emily. We're sisters who live in the Pacific Northwest, and we love to read raunchy romance novels. Um, This is our first episode. Today, we're going to be talking about The Stopover by T.L. Swan. I feel like it's kind of like the starter romance novel. I, a lot of people. <laughs> anyone that I know that like reads romance novels and asks me because they know like I read a high volume and like I was talking to a friend like a few months ago and she was saying oh she really likes romance novels and she was like how many do you read and I was like I probably read like on a week that I'm really reading three to four books three to six books a week and she was like oh but she, at the time, she was still buying, like, paper books, and I turned her on to the Kindle method. I was like, you can really read a lot more books I, with the Kindle. On the yeah, I read very fast. I read a lot. Like, that's what I like <laughs> to what do in my spare time. <laughs> so I, I read, like, 7 to 12 books a week. Ooh. Like, 7 is a light. And your house is so much cleaner than mine. <laughs> I really don't feel like it is. <laughs> no shame, no shame. But, like, I feel like I I read The Stopover from Fit Teacher Rachel. Same it's a recommendation. She recommended it, and I read it. And we'll get into it, but mixed feelings on it, for sure. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll get into it, but, yeah. I Second time around, because this is a reread for both of us. We both originally read it, and then when we were discussing starting the podcast, we were like, what should we start with? And it was, like, immediate from both of us, like, the stopover. A lot of people have read it and I'm curious to see like what other people would feel about it and if they would have the same concerns that we do. Well, I'm curious what your concerns are going to be because we haven't talked about it yet. I feel like I have a lot less concerns because I take it as like this is a fictional book. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, but I think with that there's like a certain level of normalizing well, <laughs> normalizing bad behavior, but, like, I feel like if it if it's, like, bad enough that it pulls me out of the immersion in the story, that's what really gets me. And there was a couple points where I was just, like, this is so unrealistic. Like, I, I feel that. Like, nobody would ever behave this way. And if they did, like. I have a thought on that. Okay. Um, stick around to the end of the podcast and we'll let you know what book we're going to be reading for the next episode so you can read it and get your thoughts about it and listen to what we have to say about it but that we'll just dive right in so I guess before we really go anywhere (laughs) before we even really talk about the book can I tell you what my favorite part of the whole book was I think tell me we'll see if it's the same as mine the dedication (laughs) oh I don't even know if I read the dedication okay you need to read it to me can we do this yeah can we like read a quote from the book well yeah it's a podcast about books Emily I would think they would expect us to I don't know. So in the dedication, she says, I would like to dedicate this book to the alphabet for those 26 letters have changed my life. Within those 26 letters, I found myself and now I live my dream. Next time you say the alphabet, remember its power. I do every day. I have heard that dedication and I love it. I just... I'm in love with everything T.L. Swan writes, so maybe that's just why. I know you are. <laughs> you are such a fan. She's one of my favorite romance authors in the smut genre. I'll be honest. She's not my 
favorite. She's okay. I do think we that... We have a little different taste when it we comes do. to romance novels. We'll I, just get that out there to start I with. think we do. <laughs> and I think with Tail Swan, like, The Stopover is by far, like, one of my favorite books one that of her she best, yeah. wrote. And it's similar problems in the other books by her that I've read, where Great. I feel like the characters... It's almost like the characters in the book behave out of character in the book. Like, out of their character or, like, out of normal character for a human being? <laughs> like, they just do the weirdest fucking shit. And I'm I just, don't like, disagree. I don't know why this is happening. Okay. In the book, past the first few chapters where Emily meets Jameson, which another thing that I loved about this book for the first podcast episode, main character's name is Emily. <laughs> And yeah. then one of her friends that she meets in the book's name is Molly. Yes. And I was like, this is destined to be. We have to do this one. I mean, I'm not the lead in the book, but that's fine. I'll let it pass. I don't think I've found a romance novel where the char- main character's name is Molly. I actually read one recently. I'll have to try we'll to find to it, it. And we can we can do it for another okay. episode for sure. Because I need that in my life. It better be a good <laughs> you one. You need that She energy. better get fucked real hard in that book. <laughs> Okay, though, can we talk about Jim and Emily meeting and how their meet cute is one of my favorites? I agree, mostly because I feel like from the beginning, even though in the book Emily is all, I like you when you're Jim, not when you're Jameson, I feel like he's the same person from the beginning, kind of. And I think I like that about it. Like from the beginning, he's very like, I only date women who do what I say. And there's a line that she says, like, um, so you like women who clean the house and have sex on Saturdays? And he's like, exactly. And when I was rereading it, I was like, absolutely not, sir. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when they met, like, I I kind of liked, um, I liked the age gap. That's Agreed. something that I do. I love a good age gap. Yeah, that's a trope that I enjoy. Nothing over, like, 15 to 20 years. I feel like that's my max. Like, I don't want to read a book with, like, a 20-year-old dating a 65-year-old. I've definitely read some bigger age gaps. It doesn't necessarily bother me if it's done right. I feel like there's I mean, a I good and a bad. That. It's, it's fine. Like, I enjoyed their age gap, I think, in the book. Um, she... In the very opening, which it does jump a year, which is pretty... <laughs> in the first chapter. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the first, like, Not 20 year, pages. 12 yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. Jumps a whole year. Um, But, like, one of my favorite things is that, like, she, when the book opens and it's, like, the their first meeting before the year jump, she's, I think, 25. I made a note. Let me find it. Um, I think she's... 25 and he's 36 so not like a huge age gap but I just want to throw that out there I'm 25 and I could not imagine I mean we're we're gonna put this out there we're both married um I'm 25 my husband is nine months older than me I could not imagine dating someone who's 36 I'm sure if they were a nice good person I would consider it you know I feel like my husband's five years older than me and like fair enough I don't I mean I don't really feel like I don't notice it though but you're also (laughs) a lot more mature than I am you're Emily's 
four years older than me. So that's a pretty good age gap between the sisters. Going into 30 next year, guys. Terrible. We're going to have a real dirty 30 for you. It's a good thing our birthdays are both on Saturdays. I feel like we should go the Saturday in between and, like, live it up for your 30th and really, like, we're gonna have to do something. Go to all the strip clubs. I need you to take me to my first strip club. Walt. Please do. There's only one. No, no, no. We need to go up north. Okay. We, we need to go to that. Portland and go to a strip club. <laughs> do something <laughs> fun. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> but I do, I do like their age gap. And I do like, I like the dynamic in their opening. Like, in how they meet like she gets upgraded to first class and gets seated by him and it's just this like kind of like I don't know even like it's the way she take. describes him I love it she's like he's like an cocky arrogant older man but he like reeks of wealth like even in yeah. a jeans and a t-shirt like he carries himself she can tell feel like most romance novels the man is wealthy and usually he's like a billionaire. And yeah. I'm fine with that. I mean, I feel like that's probably a fantasy for a lot of women is meet a rich older man who like all he wants to do is take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say though, <laughs> I don't feel like his wealth like really played uh -uh. too much into that. And she doesn't care about it. Yeah, she's very anti wealth mm -hmm. and like a well, not really anti wealth, but thing. <laughs> Yeah, she kind of throws a fit about it in a couple of spots. Just a little bit. Okay, in the beginning, yeah, I really like their meet cute. I like the plane. There's something romantic about, like, seeing a stranger and, like, flirting it up with a stranger and then, like, hooking up on the layover and then you're never going to see that person again. He doesn't even ask he her doesn't want number. her number. Absolutely not. But I'll take your scarf. Okay. Fuck bunny. I'll take your scarf. I did love his line about like joining the Miles High Club because that's yes. his last name, Jameson Miles. Uh-huh. And I thought that that was cute and that came up several times throughout that the book. That was a good like thread through the book. And I think that's in other books in the like series. And we might, we'll definitely visit the other books in the series down the line. It's not going to be our book for the next episode, but we like the whole series. So I think we'll definitely visit the other ones but I like I think that's a thread kind of through the whole series that she pulls along Tristan's book is one of my favorites I love him mm. I love him in this book I love how he basically like tells Jameson you're being a fucking idiot he's She's just a your nice person. guy yeah mm. he's just a nice guy to everyone too which leads me to say one of the most problematic things for this book <laughs> is that for me Jameson is such an asshole. Like, he is not even nice to Emily. And, like, I can get behind a, a grumpy lead character. Like, I like the grumpy sunshine trope. That's totally fine. But, like, when he's just outright a dick to her the whole book, that really pisses me off. And she stood up for herself, but... The dick thing, and I think it's even less of the dick thing for me and, like, the jealousy thing. Like, I feel like that's played on very heavily in this book where like if anyone should be jealous in this book it should be fucking Emily because of his freaking ex-fiance bullshit that isn't an ex oh my god okay there was that that scene probably like halfway through the book where the ex he's already like 
gone to the UK and like told her that they're done. And then like, she comes and visits him and tells him that like, she's moving back. And Emily walks in and she just leaves and like, it's literally never addressed. She literally just doesn't care. Like, it, it's not a big deal because she trusts him. Yeah. And he's just such a piece of garbage trash. But, like, <laughs> garbage trash. He is a douche canoe. I, the first few chapters, when, like, it goes to his point of view and then it ends that chapter, I think, where he's, like, turns on the su- surveillance cameras and watches her. And then, like, that's a theme throughout the book. I'm, like... I don't know how I feel about that. I understand why he would, but it feels a little creepy to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I definitely got that feeling like, too. Like, I'm glad he told her down the line and she was like, that's fine. That's, I think that's a turn on. Like, that's hot. But at the time, like, first when he was doing it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. That seems like a little bit invasive. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's his character, though. Like, I think he is invasive. One of the things that, like, really, this is kind of leading into that, but, like, one of the things that really bothered me is, like, when he got back from the UK from telling Claudia that, like, he was done, it's, like, he's a completely different person in the book. Like, there's pre-trip and post-trip Jameson, and post-trip Jameson is, like, too much. Now, me and my husband, we moved fucking fast. We moved in together within a month of like dating. Like we were quick, but the way he approached it, like you're moving in, you no conversation. There was no conversation. And even in the book, like she doesn't, she like very lightly addresses it and says like, oh, this is going really fast. But like the way he approaches it was so abrasive. Like I just really didn't like how Emily's character handled that. And I didn't like how he handled it in the book. So well, like, she was just like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like, well, and like, I feel like you're right. Like he comes back from the UK and it's pretty much like he's down to commit now. Like he wants a wife. And I'm like, literally a year ago, you didn't ask for this girl's number that you haven't stopped thinking about for an entire year. You smell her scarf and take it with you. And now, like, you've had a fiancé this whole time and are breaking it off with her, and now you're ready to marry someone else? Like, I understand when you know you know, but... Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> Did you know? I mean, me and my husband were kind of a slow burn on that. <laughs> so, the slowest. This, hey, high school sweethearts got a, got a slow burn, okay? I don't know. I... I... I like and I don't like that he was, like, very, I'm ready to move. Let's move. Because I like that he knows what he wanted. Like, I find, I think that's a great point in a book. Like, I like when the man, like, knows what he wants and, like, doesn't relent. Like, when he, in the first few chapters, and she's out with Aaron and Molly, like, having drinks, and he, like, calls her, I love that. And, oh, my God, that that chapter has my favorite line in the entire book when he's on the phone with her and like he knows she has a boyfriend back home and that like obviously she's not that committed to him because she's like flirting it up with him and he really wants her to break up with him and he says to her let me find it he says ask him if he feels like he might die if he doesn't get to touch you again Mm -hmm. and she said 
why and he's like because there's someone here that does yeah that was cute. my favorite line in the whole book potentially one of my favorite lines in any romance novel okay one of my favorite parts of the book was where i thought this was like so hot where he like (laughs) told her to wear the gray shirt gray skirt with the white shirt i hair up in a ponytail mm, yeah that was great i thought that was like some some real subtle sexiness happened there i agree and i feel like it's very true to his character to be like you're gonna wear what i tell you to wear and then i think it's true to emily's character to be like fuck you no i'm not (laughs) you piss me off i'm not wearing this can we talk about the jake situation because that whole situation just pissed me off so jake is the private investigator that the firm hires to there's like so jameson is a ceo of the media company that Emily works for. That's how they meet again a year later. She comes and works in New York for At the job she's been trying to get for three fucking years. Yeah. I cannot imagine trying to get a job for three years at one place. Dedication. (laughs) But then I did that with my current job. Fair enough. But when the whole situation with the private investigator, so he's brought on because they think that there's somebody in the company selling articles to a competitor that are being leaked early before Jameson's media company puts it out. Mm -hmm. So Jake is brought on. He's like a private investigator who is like in there working with them, trying to find the person who's giving away the stories. And he like, cons Emily pretty much into like going out to dinner with him saying that like he has he has like information on Jameson and like that she really needs to know they're gonna like publish something about him the next day and she's like really concerned about it right this is this is like a pet peeve of mine when like I and I kind of I don't want to be mean but I feel like when I read it, it just really peeves me because it feels kind of lazy. Like when it's like this kind of miscommunication that like you hate miscommunication. I do. Like it just is to me, it's just like so stupid. Like you couldn't think of a better plot line. Like this is kind of where this, I feel like the story dropped off for me because she lies to Jameson and tells him, Oh, I'm going out with my work friends, Molly and Aaron. And then she goes and meets Jake and the story's published the next day of him kissing her. And like, if she had just been honest with him and told him like, oh, I'm going to meet Jake. And in the story, the author explains it away as, as Emily, like not wanting Jameson to feel uncomfortable or get overprotective because she doesn't feel like he'll allow her to do that. But she knows he's crazy jealous and stuff. Girl, in a committed relationship, that's healthy like you don't keep things from your partner especially not important things especially when they're things about the other person right like it just seemed very manufactured drama to me and like Mm -hmm. it kind of killed it for me like that's where the book started to fall off for me I don't disagree I mean I think where it fell off for me because I wouldn't say that I would have thought it was in Jameson's character to do this was when he like went and beat up the guy and then like ran from the cops and i was like where is this coming from and it gets hit by a car yeah that was all pretty weird <laughs> and it all happened in like one chapter <laughs> oh it all happened together at boom, once. Boom, boom. yeah i will say i liked how when everything kind of started falling apart and jameson like 
pushes her away. Pushes her away. Tristan's still there, still supporting mm-hmm. Emily, still being believes in her, knows right. she's a good person. Because Tristan is honestly the best. He's way more level headed. I just I love Tristan. I do too. We're gonna have to do his book. I we love, love his book. I do too. I just like I don't like that either. Like miscommunication, it doesn't ruin a book for me and it doesn't really make a book drop off, but I do feel like I've read other romance novels where like there is a miscommunication, but then the guy will be like, no, let's figure this out. I don't mind that. And I don't mind that because then the guy is showing that like he's invested in the relationship. I'm like, if you're going to turn and run and like rage out like Roy rage out and not here. even listen to what she yeah. has to say I, I'm not about it and I feel like people are going to disagree with with us because I I do think it's people, a huge trope in romance novels. it is a huge trope in romance novels <laughs> but at the same time like people are going to say like he's stressed and he's dealing with other things because of the embezzlement stuff and like whatever but like and maybe that's my personality that like I put relationships first in my life but like I do too, though. I mean, first off, if you're in a committed relationship and you're living with that person, you have to see that person most of the day. When you're not working with that person, so like, I feel like you need to put more time and effort into that than into work and stuff like that. So yeah, if it's something you're facing, like an embezzlement, that's something you're gonna talk to your partner about, and you you're face gonna face it together. Yeah, you're gonna face it together. They're gonna be the rock you lean on during all of that. You're not just gonna like at the first turn when maybe she's trying to help you, be like, "No, you're cheating on me. I hate you," and like run away. <laughs> that just drove me nuts. Agree. Okay, I feel like we've been a little doom and gloom about the book, but can I tell you what I really did like? Tell me. Okay, the camping trip. Oh when my god, yes. Him camping. I was laughing so hard. I was dying. I feel like I've probably had similar experiences <laughs> with my husband who wants to go camping. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're the opposite. The only time we Ooh. ever go camping is when my husband's family like wants to go camping. And even that, like, I feel like the last three or four years, like we just don't. You went camping. <laughs> we all went camping with our parents that one time with our husbands before we they were husbands back when they weren't even fiancés at that point. I don't think they were just boyfriends. And we did all the drinking. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I do remember uh, that. Yeah, that was like I think the last time I've been camping. <laughs> yeah, I've gone in so long. Might have been the. It's not my thing, but I found Same. it so funny because I felt like it really showcased. Uh both their personalities and like Jameson I love it but such a fucking turd the whole time <laughs> turd. I think he was like such such a baby about it like she's just like just go to sleep because he is a baby well but then to not to invalidate Jameson's feelings because they're literally in like the middle of a thunder and lightning storm which I don't know about the east coast which I feel like it's probably worse on the east coast am I wrong in thinking that I mean, our thunder and lightning storms are not that bad here. <laughs> okay, speak for yourself because you've never been caught at a summer camp with golf ball sized hail. When did you go to a okay. summer camp? <laughs> so when I was, I was like in the youngest age group for like the overnight YMCA summer camps when we were kids, and 
our older sister and I went, we were, we were both on the trip. Like it was like an age range thing. And she was on the older end of it. And I was on the young, I was like the youngest you could be to go. And we got that up there right. to a very specific local lake and it, um, we literally pulled up to the campground and it's, there's like a lot of us, there's probably a hundred kids. And yeah. so they have like there's nothing a semi carrying all of our oh, shit God. and we get up there and we're literally setting up tents and it just starts downpouring this golf ball sized hail. No joke everything's soaked and there's like a hill above us so all of this water is just rushing down into the tents we slept in a gazebo that night it was okay horrid. i will say i had nearly the exact same experience do you remember in middle school when you did outdoor school oh yeah so we went and we set all of our tents and stuff up it was like sixth grade right so the yeah. entire sixth grade class is there with like the science teachers, pretty much. That's it. <laughs> and we set all of our tents up and we were just about to like start the banana sled eating contest <sighs> and it torrential downpour. Like within a matter of five minutes, it was soaked. We were also like up on a mountain and it was soaked we were soaked to the bone i think you only stay one night at outdoor school you do so instead of just staying they had us pack all of our stuff back up and we drove home and we got home at like midnight and all you of didn't our parents stay had to the come night? <laughs> it was too wet okay we did the banana slugs the last day right before we got on the buses oh. and it was whatever but it didn't rain the year i went i'm sad i didn't get to watch anyone eat the banana slug i will say after the rain i remember after the hail i called mom and dad sobbing and begged them to come get me we were there we were there a fucking week and it was day one and they wouldn't come get me i must and, have been really young because i have no memory of you going to i was summer camp. i think i was like seven or eight so i would have been like three or four yeah that yeah. tracks that yeah. tracks you i'm sure you don't remember yeah that tracks it was terrible i just i love that like she finally does give in and she's like yeah, this isn't gonna work. We're gonna have to leave. And they like just leave everything there. And she's like, we have to get the tent. And he's like, I'll buy them a new fucking tent. <laughs> I did love that. Because literally I he was said, like, I'll buy them a camper. <laughs> yes. I felt that in my soul. I was like, if it was that wet, I would just like leave everything there. Fuck it. Thousand percent. I am that type of personality. Like, I'll just buy a new fucking tent next year. This one's gonna be ruined anyways just not worth it it's not is camping ever worth it though we're not those people depends on the camping i'm not a dry camping type of person i want to be on a campground on a lake i want flushing toilets like you can get that porta potties are absolutely a no-go for me absolutely i not. absolutely disgusting <laughs> not a fan do you know what and dry camping i is? want a bed do you know what dry camping is what no bathrooms at all no nope 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 you have to dig Nope, absolutely not. I've done that once. I have absolutely never again. no want to ever do that. <laughs> never again. I will never do that. <laughs> Thank God my husband would never ask me to do that. He met my husband. Yeah, he's he like his ideal. Your husband would. His dream. As his life. He's like, can I live in the woods with no toilet? <laughs> okay, though. What? Yeah. It, how did you feel about the spiciness of the book? I don't think it was, it's definitely not the spiciest book I've ever read. I thought it was pretty light on spice. I don't, okay. 
I think there's a difference between light on spice and light on like action. Because I definitely feel like they had sex a lot in the book. Am I wrong on that thought? Am I remembering it differently? I feel like there was some fade to black and there was also There definitely was some fade to black. There also was like a few times where, like, I thought it was going to get really spicy and then, like... Fizzled out. Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I get that. I I don't know that they ever had, like, office sex either. Did they? Did she just give him a blowjob in the office? I think so. I... Did she give him a blowjob in the office? Our details are fuzzy. <laughs> I think she does. I think she does. I don't to think try they to, like, have sex in de-stress the office, him. Yes, no, I mean, she right. does blow him in the office. And that's all fine and whatever. But, like... No, I don't think they ever Let's have... be real. I'm here for the spice. Yeah. I think that, like, when it's a book legitimately about, like, an office romance, pretty much... They have to get down in the office. It's like a requirement. Yeah, a thousand percent. I do like that, like, he takes her on the plane and she does, like, get initiated into the Miles High Club. When did that happen? Pretty sure that happens. Scratch that from the record. (laughs) I (laughs) I might be wrong on that I don't think that they ever do. Are you sure? She goes out to California and he, remember, because he's like giving her space at that point. I know, but I think that they do. This is when I should have taken more notes. I don't, I don't think they ever do because he's, he was going to remember he was going to go take a trip and find himself and then they like reconcile at the end and it's like. I have, like, a vivid memory of them having sex on a plane, but I definitely could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I don't think they do. Maybe that's in a different Miles Media book. They're, yeah, yeah. I swear, well, well, I'll, I'll let you know on the next episode. I'll go searching through the book and let you know. Maybe they do, but I, I don't think they do ever end up having You're going to get a text from me later today, yes or no. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to Marco you and be like, they did have sex on a plane. <laughs> this is one thing I do appreciate about this book. It is like right off the bat. like Get into it. Get into Chapter it. Chapter two. Page 23. <laughs> we are banging away. like, And that is like perfectly fine with me. I think that the first scenes of like sex in the book are some of the best in the book. Yeah. I would the, agree. like hotel. Mostly because like I feel like they don't have any inhibitions at that point where like the rest of the book they're very tied down by like we work together should we be doing this okay I feel like the dirty talk in this book is like oh you liked it I mean tell me I don't I think the dirty talk in that one specific scene is good but the rest of the book not so much okay so I think that that's part of the reason I like that first sex scene it's because I feel like the dirty talk was really on point and dirty talk can really go either way for me like either it's going to be fantastic or it it makes me cringe so bad that I end up skipping it because I just can't I can't do it I, I don't feel disagree. so embarrassed for that generally if a book like has like a lot of like <laughs> non-dialogue text sometimes I will just like skim over that to where the dialogue is because I prefer like I like to read dialogue. Like, I want to hear them talking to each other. I can pretty much get a gist of how they're feeling about each other without having to read, like, ten pages <laughs> of inner monologue. 
You don't need them to break it down. No, no. I know how all of it works. <laughs> I feel like that first sex scene was, I think, the best. Oh, can we talk about this? When he, so towards the middle end of the book, they like are having problems and he pushes her away. And like, he's literally put her through absolute fucking hell, right? And then like, he, she's like waiting for his grand gesture, waiting for him to come back begging. And then he texts her for another stopover. Like, oh my God. He wants to recreate it. And I, that scene right there, like, and like the recreating it when he like tells her to meet him in like the VIP lounge, they didn't meet in the fucking VIP lounge. She never went when she went on her first right. flight because she was like, I look like a dog and not going right to lounge. And I was just like, I mean, yes, it's recreating it. I like how she brought her fucking luggage. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're going to need. So weird. What was in the suitcase? Do we want to take I think a it guess? was just empty. You don't think it was just filled with like sex toys? No. No. I don't think Emily's the kind of girl to have sex toys. I think I think that I I can't see Jameson using sex toys. No? I think he'd be offended by them. He did say in the beginning that like I mean this isn't stereo I this is probably stereotyping. He was like a stripper, so I feel like he's very like sex positive and he body was teasing positive. her. He wasn't actually a stripper. Was he not? I thought he was. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> They were just like I, I feel like wow. they were just vibing and joking. Wow. Wow. Like, Ruin so the book funny. for me. He was never a stripper. Ruin the book for me. He went to like a private you never know. Like school at the age of twelve. Like what's that called when you're like not boarding you're... school? Boarding school. Thank you. They always have gone to boarding school. The rich bastard billionaires. They've always gone to boarding school. Is there school. another way to do it? A strange relationship. <laughs> All I'm saying is the second stopover scene really bothered me. And I'm such a dick to her. The he was a dick to her the next morning. And all I'm saying is if a man treated me like that, like I Emily's Absolutely a bigger person not. than I am. This Emily is a bigger <laughs> person than the podcaster Emily. Man, I couldn't <laughs> have done it. Like that was I would probably never trust a man. Never trust him. I would just be like you fucked me and then you fucked me over. Like, yeah. I was I was pissed for oh. her. I was angry. Cause like I didn't expect them to have sex. Like I expected her to show up and then to like have talk. it out yeah. and talk. And then like I didn't think well, I mean, at that point you're towards the end of the book and most all romance novels are pretty much happily ever after. So like you know they're gonna get back together. So I was kind of like expecting them to fix it and like get back together and him to be like bring your suitcase we're going to my apartment you're gonna live with me you know you know her suitcase of dildos but <laughs> okay you know what else really bothered me <laughs> at the end of the book when he proposes that really like kind of pissed me off how did he propose okay so he like <laughs> i remember nothing about this book okay so she she quits Miles Media because of everything that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tries to get her back. That was such a shitty proposal. I remember <laughs> now. What was the song that, mm. that they came Wasn't in? Wasn't it like, like, if you like pina coladas? It, yes, it was. <laughs> that song. I would be, A, so embarrassed if 
somebody showed okay, up and well, sang that you for me had at like work. a great proposal so i did and i would also be really pissed if my billionaire boyfriend <laughs> that was the but best he could come up with she didn't she told him she wanted a cheesy proposal but here's the thing I don't even think cheesy. that was a cheesy proposal. No. I think that was just zero effort on his part. Absolutely zero. It was Tristan with a boombox. You know, she shouldn't just like ditch Jameson and been like, I don't like you. I like your brother. For real. Like, I feel like, am I wrong for this? At some point in the book, she says that Tristan might be more attractive than Jameson, but she likes Jameson more. I, she definitely said that, she, that Tristan was the nice brother. Yeah. I mean, he is the nice brother. It's the best you can do to propose to the woman that you've put through fucking hell is a boombox. I think he sends her a ton of roses and I don't think so. I think that that's in the next book. Are you in sure? Tristan's book. Yeah. I don't know, but I thought it was interesting and like, I did not love that proposal Ugh. i wish she put a little more effort in just like go with another cliche proposal she said she wanted it to be cliche or because she loves romance and love like we established that at the start but of it was the book. just cringy it was cringy 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 hated it hard to agree and i feel like i feel like after that first sex scene the rest of the smut in the book was just like kind of downhill for me i don't disagree like not yeah the first scene absolute fire the rest of it kind of meh yeah i mean overall i do really like the book i think it's a great jumping off point for anyone who wants to like get into romance novels because it's not like there's not like a lot of like taboo <laughs> anything happening in that book other than like office romance it's not like a lot of other romance novels you'll read where there's like taboo sex happening and like stuff like that. So I think it is a good place to jump off for someone. Yeah, I feel like it's a very like, as far as uh, smut books go, like pretty vanilla, pretty... Pretty plot heavy, I think. Yeah, pretty plot heavy. It's like over 500 pages and I think book. there's like, I don't know, maybe 10 sex scenes, the whole book. Like it was light. I don't think Light. there's 10 sex scenes. I don't think so either. There's like maybe, five. Yeah, maybe five. Like, I feel like I prefer my Not books. every 10 chapters. <laughs> yeah, or maybe. <laughs> I prefer my books a little heavier on a spice, to be honest. I mean, yeah, the whole point of reading a romance novel is for the sex. Like, I'm here for the smut. Uh, the smut is the, like, goal <laughs> of the book. Sometimes I read a book and it's like, 30% of the book in, 50% of the book in, and there has been no sex. And I'm like, okay. how is this in the, like, erotica genre? I feel like maybe you're not going to love next week's pick because I feel like it's light on the sex. That's too. okay. No, no, no. I'm fine with that. But, like, it's got to have a good plot if it's light on the sex. I've definitely read some that had, like, not the best plot and was light on the smut. And I was like, what? why am I reading this? I've definitely did not finish books like that usually i feel like we typically read very different books oh yeah what do you typically like what's your go-to just exactly like the stopover like male female usually it's like billionaire and some humble peasant <laughs> <laughs> i want to find a reverse where it's like billionaire woman humble peasant boy <laughs> 
I've definitely read something like that. I don't think I've read any like that. I also like a good athletic romance novel. Ooh, sports romance yes. is like up my alley. Hockey romance. I've read a lot of baseball romance, <laughs> mostly because I like a good baseball player. I just read a games. motocross book that was like <laughs> so good. My young You're Disney Channel what was that called motocross i think so, I think so. motocross or something <laughs> yeah. like that something really disney channel uh love that movie. i love that but it was good it was really light like on the sports thing a smutty xenon book because that was my <laughs> <job>. <laughs> i'll have to hunt one down so I feel like overall the stopover is like a good introductory book but like by far not my favorite I agree. I think when I first read it, because I think that was the first book I read when I got my Kindle and I had not been reading. We both got Kindles back in April for our birthdays from our husbands. We passed for them because Emily was already reading a lot on like her phone on the Kindle app. And I wasn't really reading that much because I don't really like to carry books around with me, especially like I don't want to carry a romance novel in my purse and like have someone see it at work and then i have to like explain to them that i read man dirty books into it i think the stopover was the first book i read when i got my kindle and then i was reading like five books a week so i stumbled into the kindle app because i was reading through like the libby like library i was i was reading through the app libby mm -hmm. and i was doing like li the library books so I pretty much read through everything that they had on there that I had any interest in reading in about a year. And from there, I downloaded the Kindle app and I was like, this may be worth it. Because when you are reading as much as we read, which not everybody we reads as double much. double what I read. I read you probably read an, a healthy a an lot faster amount. than me yeah. i'd be interested to like have us each do like the words per minute test see how many words per minute we read because i bet you you read double what i read so i was off work um thursday i read three books in a day which to be 100 percent short honest, books is not I mean, like under 300 uh, i think one of them was over 300 but the other ones were pretty because i read the stopover in like five hours I think yeah. and like I like when you like open a book on the Kindle and it tells you like this is the estimated read time I always try to beat it by like at least an hour I don't ever pay attention to that because it's never accurate I I will like turn it to the page like how many minutes left in the chapter because I'll be like I'll finish this chapter before bed and then I'll get to the next chapter and I'll be like this chapter's only five minutes <laughs> like let me just read this one real quick I do feel like most of our recommendations or most of the books we read will probably be Kindle Unlimited books. Yes. Because that is primarily what we read. Let's be honest. So I'm not read. rich enough to support my reading habit without no. Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will buy like one-off books. Like I bought The Stopover because it's something I think I'll reread a lot. And it was on sale for like $1.99. I don't ever. And you get the audio with it when you buy it. And I wanted to be able to like listen to it. I really like the person who does the audio for the book. I like the voice actors that do the audio for the book. I think they're great. Um, she does, I've listened to the other books in that series, and I think that the same woman voices the female character in most of them. 
Yeah. I really like her. But I agree. I'm most of, pretty much all the books I read are Kindle Unlimited, and I do not read anything that is not smart. It has to be something that I really want to read for me to, like, purchase it and not do it. Yeah. I have purchased, like, um, the, one of the Fifty Shades of Grey books from Christian's point of view I bought because you can't get it on Kindle Unlimited and Mm -hmm. I wanted to read it. I just bought, um, Red, White, and Royal Blue. I'm gonna buy that one. I want to read it. We should do that for a podcast episode. I, uh, my friend who also listens to romance novels recommended that one. She says she loves it. Um, that's an MM book, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think it is. Um, I want to read that one really bad. No, I don't either. I've had that recommended to me by a few people, actually. I am very open. I'll read pretty much anything. Same. I mean, I'll read anything. I might not love it just because I might not love the way it's written. I'm not like super, super (laughs) into dark romance. It has to be, it has to be the right flavor for me. I don't like Dubcon. It's not my thing. No. That's pretty much it. Like, that's the only thing I don't really read. Yeah. I'll read anything. I'm pretty open. I do think that, um, Yeah, I read pretty much exclusively smut. I mean, yeah, I don't think that there's any books in my Kindle library right now that are not smut, except for, like, the Better Homes and Garden magazine. (laughs) The basic (laughs) wife that I am. My husband all the time tells me that I need to, like, read one book a month that isn't smut, so that when somebody asks me what I'm reading, if I'm not comfortable telling them what I'm currently reading, I have a book. Because when my in-laws asked me, like, oh, what do you like to read? I froze up, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I just, I read a lot of different stuff. Sometimes I read historical fiction, and I was like, it was the only thing I could come up with. I'm like, I don't know why historical fiction was the first thing I read. Okay, two things. A few months ago when I was on jury duty, I had to, like, I found a different book to read because I was like, I don't feel like I can read smut while I'm on my break from this murder trial (laughs) go back in and listen to this. So I had to, like, read a different book. But other than that, I really haven't read anything but that. And I had this, so I was at a local brewery hanging out with my friend who works there, and... I was, like, sitting at the bar just having a cider, and this guy sits next to me, and I was reading on my Kindle, and he was like, oh, what are you reading? No, (laughs) don't ever ask. (laughs) I was like, it's a book about gymnastics, because I was reading (laughs) Off Balance, which I still have yet to finish. It's very slow burn, Um, and I was reading that, and he was like, oh, gymnastics, do you do gymnastics? And, like, I think he was trying to flirt with me, and I was like, no, I just, it's it's my favorite part of the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. And then I was like, yeah, my husband, and he, five seconds later, he, he was dipped gone. out. <laughs> yeah, he dipped. He dipped. It was pretty great. <laughs> I hate when people ask me. I, like, my work friend knows what I read, and that's it. Like, no one else at work knows what I'm reading at my desk. I feel like at this point, pretty much all of my friends know what I read. Oh, yeah. But it's, I, I do feel like if I'm pressed, I can always come up with something. Like, I'll just tell them that I'm rereading Harry Potter for the 800th time. Or I did just read, um, I really like Janet Abonovich and the Stephanie Pump. 
Stephanie Plum series, and I did just reread her newest one, Never Game On. Or I read it for the first time. I'm not going to read them. It just came out. It's great. I normally, I'll just say I like to read fantasy books. <laughs> Guess it's the fantasy. fantasy. I'm not lying. Or like like the gymnastics thing. I'll pull a plot point out of the book and try and be like. Oh, it's about sports. It's about sports. It's about an office building. <laughs> it's about a journalist. Like That's probably what I would have said about this book, you know? Somebody said that you should just say, like, oh, it's a romance book. Like, don't make Romance it... doesn't necessarily mean erotic. Oh, right. I guess just because that's all I read. <laughs> no, I know. I feel like it's so funny because I think that <laughs> we, it's so funny because our grandma was, like, the most avid reader and every single book in her house, it was a dirty book all dirty books and all of them were like Fabio on a when chase lounge thousands with like of a books, naked woman on him thousands of books in that house every so single one man she was giving me smut books at like 10 or 11 same way too early <laughs> I read way one there was this one that she gave me that I started reading and it was called I think it was called the pregnant Mrs. Potter and I got like a chapter in and it got into like how she got pregnant and I don't know if this was, like, grandma's way of, like, warning me that sex leads to pregnancy, but I ran to our next-door neighbors, who was my best friend, and I was like, you have to see this book, my grandma. <laughs> oh, and so I've talked to cousins about this as well, who, same story, I think she did this with all of us. She knew. I'm telling you, 10, 11, she was giving me, like, full-on books and that I mean that was all she read and she was open about it she'd read them oh, at like yeah. family gatherings like she brought them everywhere she didn't care they were all like well-worn like she read them all multiple times I think that's probably where we get it from just our like love to read too she led an active life <laughs> I think that that probably concludes our discussion for the book for this episode I think what would you rate it like 10 out of 10 one out are of we 10. doing a one to ten or one to five. I feel like book people always rate one to five. I feel like that's such like a small. Can scale we do to like? Can we do like two ratings? A pure smut rating, and then Plot everything ratings. else. Okay, we can do <laughs> that. Overall, rating. what's your pure smut rating? Two. I was gonna say two because I like that it starts with the smut, and I like that like there's consistent smut throughout, but it's not spicy. What's your overall rating? Out of five? Out of five. I feel like that's hard. Ooh, can I do like a three and a half? You can do a three and a half. I'm going to do a three. I feel like a four is too strong because it's one away from full power. But it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it's it's got a good plot, I think. I like that there there's like... There are problematic things. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's problematic things in a lot of romance novels. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast. <laughs> it could be better. It could have been better with some minor tweaks. Agree. Agree. So next episode, we're going to be reading, um, or I guess we're going to be discussing the Stubborn, or sorry, what's it called? Oh, Stubborn Spark by uh, Jolie Vines. I have read this book before. I have not. Molly has not. I think this is a little bit outside of the norm for you. I like this type of book. 
but I think this is going to be a little bit okay. new territory for okay. you. So I won't give away any spoilers today, but okay. I'm excited. So if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us at the Dirty Little Book Club pod on Instagram. We're going to post um, the book, probably the book every week that we're going to be reading in case you miss it at the end. If you don't listen to the end and you can definitely leave us recommendations for books that you want to hear us talk about there. We're always open to recommendations because I feel like we read a book and then we forget that we want to talk about it. So we'll have to start a spreadsheet with all the books we want to discuss. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening and we'll you'll hear us next time. Yeah. <laughs>